Welcome to another episode of the Coal Region Campfire. Before we do anything else, if you're listening to your iPhone, if you're listening on your iPhone, uh, take a minute to give us a rating. Um, obviously, the more ratings, the better, and try to spread the word uh, some more. Um, I have a great guest today with Ed Titus, who was one of the original members of the Potsdam Stingers. And I'm sure people who are my age definitely remember uh, the Potsdam Stingers. There was a lot of excitement uh, when that first started, and um, he tells us all about it. Uh, one thing to keep in mind for the interview, uh, we recorded, and then I was wrapping up, and he told me another story. And I was like, oh, my God, we have to get that on, on uh, Mike. And uh, so at the end, there's actually another one starting. I didn't want to edit it in because, again, I'm very transparent. Um, but it's a great Kobe Bryant story. Um, and it comes, uh, probably around 10 minutes. You'll notice a new bite. Um, and before we get to Ed, we have a great read from yours truly with, you hear me open that up, Darren J. March, a certified financial planner with Raymond James. He has been a Potsdam native for the last 18 years. He specializes in retirement planning and offers an independent, unbiased approach to investing. As you know, Raymond James does not offer its own investment products. This allows Darren to be able to structure a plan to fit your needs, not the needs of the firm. So if you have a 401k or retirement plan from a former job, or if your advisor just doesn't keep in touch, give him a call for a free, no obligation review, 570-640-8010 or darren.march at raymondjames.com. Raymond James Financial Services member FINRA SIPC, investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. And now on to Ed. All right, we are live back here at the Dunkin' Donuts. We are here with Ed Titus from Tamaqua, who is uh, going to take us through the kind of the history of the Potzel Stingers. Um, I remember as a kid uh, going to Mart's Hall, and it, it was a big deal when the Stingers were there. It was uh, 1993 they started. Do you could you right. can't tell us a little bit like how did they start? How did this like, idea of a, of a basketball team? You know anything about that or? Uh, I think it was an idea that came to fruition from John Flanagan, who was a local business owner here in Pottsville. And uh, he had a dream of owning a pro slash semi-pro basketball team. And that's pretty much how it came to fruition. It was all John. Yeah, and, and I, I remember, I mean, it was huge when it came. I mean, for, for the, the excitement and the anticipation leading up to it. Uh, someone actually was telling me, the uh, uh, Charlie Drees, uh, a big listener of our show, was telling us about the song Catch, Ca Catch the Buzz. Is that what it was? Yeah, Catch the Buzz. Okay. Yeah, there, there was times when most of our home games, John actually had a live band up in the upper echelon of Mart's Hall there that played at the beginning of games at halftime. Yeah, I mean, I, I, when I was looking at the history of it, so they were saying, like, they had an idea with this league. It was called the ABA, right? Yes, I believe so. Uh, yeah. So yeah. They, they had an idea, you know, to make 11th man, so they said, you know, their their plan was, like, to have, like, Evander Holyfield come, Mike Quick, uh, Temple Coach, uh, John Chaney. Did any of that stuff actually happen, or was that... I don't remember. I, th I believe we saw Mike Quick once. Uh, we did have the Philly Fanatic at a game. Uh, but that was about it. I don't remember of anything else. Now, uh, what was, for you as a, as a player? Like, what were you excited to play for the Stingers? I mean, what was the what was the excitement level just in yourself? Oh, absolutely! It was a chance to extend my career. Besides playing in a, a local uh, pickup league or a, a local summer league, you know, it was a chance to extend my career and uh, you know have people come watch us play, and it was exciting. And now. Did you guys? The big name everyone talks about um, was Myron Devoe. 
Um, well, he was your point guard, or no? He was a forward. He's about six foot seven. Yeah. And now a couple of these guys they, they played some time in the NBA too. Yeah, there were a few other guys that played. Uh, <clears throat> some names that probably ring a bell: Horace Grant or uh, Horace Owens, who was the all-time leading scorer at University of Rhode Island. Oh, get out! Sonny brought him in, so he played some games. Ron Anderson. Philadelphia 76er was on the world championship team. He came out and played a few games with us when he was trying to get his career back. Uh huh. So I got to know Ron Anderson a little bit. Yeah. Now, now at the height of, of this league, I mean, did you guys get a lot of people at the games? Like, I went to a couple. Um, March Salt, you guys obviously had the biggest arena, I guess, in the whole league, right? But you guys went down to Philly. I mean, there was, what, six or eight teams in the whole league? I think there was seven or eight, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, wh- how was the <clears throat> feeling when you played down Philly or something like that? Um. Uh, it was, this was probably the best attended games here at Pottsville, and, what, yeah. and there was a lot of people here. They weren't greatly attended, but there was a night. It was a nice core of people that came. You know, we'd go to Hazleton and play. Didn't have the facility we had. Most of the places the facility couldn't match up to what we had. Right. Now, how many years did you play? I played roughly a year and a half. Now, uh, you know, semi-pro. It's it's challenging because I mean I, I wouldn't think that was your main source of income. You're also working doing whatever, right? Correct. I mean, so yeah, I, I had a full time job, and and I, and I was the basketball assistant basketball coach at Tamaqua at the time. So I had basically three jobs going on at that time. Oh my gosh! So you well, you would work during the day, go to practice. What time did you guys practice? I worked during the day, go to practice. We usually practiced on the weekends, and most of the time they were either in Philadelphia or Atlantic City because Gene Huggins, who was a former Harlem Globetrotter was the assistant coach and he had all he had very big connections in Atlantic City so he could get a gym down there anytime he wanted. Oh get out. So you'd have to go down there for the weekend and just stay down there for the weekend? Or I'd drive back. Yeah, most okay. of the time I drove back. Yeah, because I was, would take guys from Pottsville with me. And it was one now yeah, what was like the, the makeup of the team? I mean how many guys from like the area were on the team and how many guys were like I was the only one from the area. Uh, there was a brief stint of a player by the name of Locke Jennings who was from the Reading Kutztown area. He played a little bit. And I believe when I was getting out, Ron Abdo played a little bit. Oh, right. Okay, yeah, Ronnie Abdo. Mm-hmm. Do you still have your jersey? No, I don't. No, oh, no? Oh, uh, no, okay. No. <laughs> what number were you? 22. Okay. Um, now, what? Like, when you play in a league like this, I mean, um, there's uh, that, that ESPN 30 for 30 documentary with Michael Jordan. You know, Michael mm-hmm. Jordan rides the bus. I mean, were you driving yourself to games, or was there like a bus, you guys? or was We it drove ourselves. There were... There were two or three players that were from out of the area who John helped, John Flanagan helped get an apartment here in Pottsville. So most of the time I would swing by here because I was the only one that had a car. I would pick them up and we would all drive to the games together. Now, did you guys go out after the games or, I mean, was it? Or was no, it, once in a while we did, but, you know, at the plaza here in Pottsville, we would go out. Where was the plaza at? Or the, what was it called, the plaza? Oh, the Treadway. Treadway, the Treadway. Okay. Yeah, right. we would go to the Treadway in there, yeah. But did you guys get any uh, VIP treatment? Not that I remember. Okay. Not that I remember. Um, so, now the first year, did you, did you got, how, what was the record? I, I, don't, I don't really recall. I believe we were 12-4. and four. We did make the make the uh, playoffs, and I believe we were in the finals. We played the Scranton Miners, okay. who, who was a very good team at the time. They had uh, a player by the name of Kevin Houston. Okay. Who was the Division One NCAA Division One leading scorer in the nation. 5'11 guy. If you were playing a pickup game and you were at the court and you were picking teams, you would not pick him because he did not look like right. a basketball player. But the kid could light it up. The kid was just an awesome player. Had a brief stint with the Nets, New Jersey Nets. He was a graduate of the U.S. Army Military Academy. 
Oh, get out. Yes. Now, if you don't mind me asking, like, what, what, like, what did you guys get paid? Was it, was it based on, like, uh, if you won, you got a little extra bucks or? Uh, I guess everyone, everyone got paid differently from what I know. I never knew what anyone else got paid. I only knew what oh, I got it paid. Was, it wasn't, like, public record? No, it wasn't public record. No, no, no. Uh, now, did you guys get a bonus if you won? No, no, no. there was no bonus. And was you guys flat, got paid on time? It was a time? flat per game fee. And was, did you guys get paid on time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because obviously you hear some some of these other leagues. You know, you don't know if you're going to get paid. And no, no, that was good. That was one of the one of the big helps that Sunny Hill really stepped up there. He made sure that John was paying us. Now, okay, so uh, now a night game you, you usually played at night or, or Saturdays and Sundays. Saturdays. So you had doubleheader every every yeah. every week. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when did the league start? Was it was it a spring league or was it? Uh, it started right around Thanksgiving, okay, nineteen ninety three. So then, with Mart's Hall, like uh, I guess you had a co- they had to coordinate schedules with the with Potsdam, then, right? Yes, it was coordinate schedule, but a lot of there was a lot of games, like I said, on Sunday nights, which that was empty at that. time. You know, time. it's funny. You, I, now that you say Sunday nights, I I do rem- remember going there on a Sunday night. Uh, uh, me and John Bartholomew, I remember we were walking around and mm-hmm. we felt like pretty cool that you know we were going to a semi <laughs> semi pro game and. Uh, th- yeah. There was a lot of excitement, though. I mean, it was uh, there was there was entertainment there at the at the uh, you know the, at the stadium. So. Yeah, I think John did a good job of trying to, you know, try to replicate on a smaller scale what the NBA does. Sure, you know, we had cheerleaders. <clears throat> you know, we had a band. Uh, he tried to get uh, a different flavor every home game. You know, bring the Philly fanatic in. Uh, he, he he tried. Yeah, I mean, now how long, do you remember? Like when it actually like. When it didn't work anymore, like did, did the Stingers fold, or was it the league who kind of? The Stingers lasted two years. Okay. And then I believe it went to the. They changed names from the Pottsville Stingers to the Schuylkill Schuylkill something. I don't remember okay. the name. Now, I, I think I read in 2015 they kind of give it a rebirth, like over in, in uh, New yeah. Philly. Yeah, New Philly tried to rebirth it. I think that's happened a few times. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, trying to re- recapture that uh, that magic. Yeah, I think there's a league going on now. I see on WNEP, I see scores. I, I'm not sure. It's a, it's a, like pretty much in the Coleridge, you know, stretches all the way up into Wilkes-Barre and Scranton and down into here. But I'm not sure that we have a local team here. Now, what what um what position were you? Guard, guard. shooting guard. Did you start? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. What was your uh, what was your strength? Probably shooting, shooting and jumping. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now you played at Tamaqua. Yes. Okay. Played at Tamaku and played at Ryder University. Now, where's Ryder? That's uh, Trenton, New Jersey. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then, so you played four years there? Four years there. Yep. And now, now, what do you do today? You're I work for ETA Insurance out of Neskohoning. Okay. My I had 13 years in at Aetna, and then I moved on and went to ETA. So now I'm an insurance salesman for nice. uh, ETA. Now, in your in your travels, uh, do you ever come across like uh, an ex-Stinger player or anyone kind of involved with the, the Stingers or remembers the Stingers? Or oh, yeah. I come across people that remember them. You know, I, I actually would see J.B. Sipes, who has since passed away, but he stayed local here and uh, worked locally. And I would see him every once in a while at Lowe's in Pottsville where he was working. So, yeah. Now, you said J.B. Sipes was from uh, t- Tennessee. I believe he was from Tennessee, what, yeah. Do you remember, like, kind of what his impression was of the, of the coal region? like or, 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 like, Myron DeVoe? I mean, do you remember, like, were they, like, what did we just sign up for? Or? Uh, yeah, I think they were, they, you know, they were used to a little more hustle and bustle than what goes on here. Right. Like being where they came from. Uh, I'm not sure where exactly in Tennessee or Kentucky they were from, but I know it was kind of a little, it was a change for them. Yeah, I could imagine. But like I said, Mart's Hall. I mean, that's 
you don't see many stadiums like that. No. You know, it, not for high school, not in the country. I, I mean, it's got to be one of the biggest ones in the country. Absolutely. Um, you know, cool. I think back we played at uh, William Allen, Allentown, downtown Jets had a team. They played at Allen High School, which was a nice facility. Hazleton played at their uh, their old castle gym, which was really tight. Right. And, you know, you get guys out there 6'10", 6'11", in a small court like that is really tight. Yeah, I could imagine. Yeah, there wasn't much room to maneuver. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Ed. I, I think people will definitely take a, a nice trip down memory lane. and I appreciate uh, it. And definitely yeah, remember the, the, uh, the Stingers. Appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you. So I, I, we just packed up, and uh, we're, uh, Ed and I were sitting here chatting, and he told me a great story. Um, you, uh, so you said when you first started, uh, Sonny, uh, Sonny Hill, who you explained to me, runs a big basketball league down yeah, in uh, Pretty Philly. much a legend in Philadelphia. He's a legend in Philly. And he brings a... Uh, a scrimmage squad for you guys to go against, and who and and we go we go to LaSalle. He brings this team in to scrimmage us, and on that team at the time I didn't know who he was, but now I've, obviously everyone knows him. But Kobe Bryant was there, him and along with his father, who was still pretty much a young man at the time. You know, Kobe was, I believe, going to be a, a sophomore in high school. Wow. And him and his dad both played on the same team against us. Did you guys win? I don't remember. We didn't keep uh, score. Uh, it was a scrimmage. It was now, the, the, I mean, I know, you know, it's probably, you probably think like, uh, you know, now, but like, do you remember his dad? I mean, was he like a killer on the basketball court? He was a big guy. You know, I know he was a big guy, like 6'8", and big, big burly guy. Do you remember anything from Kobe? No, I don't. He was he was a young scrawny kid at that time. See, that's when you have to just tell people, yeah, I scored like, I <laughs> yeah, dropped 30. I, on, I dropped 30 on him, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, made him pay. That's what you have to say. Well, I never knew. I, you know, obviously I knew the dad at the time. I knew knew of him, but I never knew that Kobe was going to morph into what he did. Oh, right. Or, you know. Now, did did um, uh, you said some other big players were, were coming in in that league? I mean, you know, for the scrimmage. I mean, who was the other? Some of the other guys in the league. Well, there was uh, John Gwynn, who had a great career at UConn. Uh, he played for the Hazleton at the time. Uh, he. Uh, and uh, Willie Glass, another guy played in the Final Four with St. John's back in '85, about six foot four, could jump out of the gym, and uh, he would come up every once in a while with Sonny, I think, and, and play a game, get paid, and then we wouldn't see him for a while, and then he'd be back. <laughs> but nice guy, you know. I, I developed a little bit of a friendship. We obviously don't keep in touch with him now, but you know, he was a nice guy. Now, do you keep in touch with any of you guys now? Uh, no, no, none of those guys. Uh, I'm trying to think. Who the last one maybe maybe I would have spoken to. The last one I spoke to was probably Sonny Hill when I was coaching at Tamaqua. And you said he has a show now on WIP every day? WIP does a Sunday morning show, a sports Philly sports show. Get out. Okay. Cool. Yeah, last time I talked to Sonny was probably here when I was coaching at Tamaqua. I had a kid that was from Australia, exchange student, and I I needed a little bit of oomph for him. Right, I right. needed him to get recruited and stuff. So I touched base with Sonny and tried to get some interest for him. Oh, that's cool. Well, great. That's a nice little tidbit. I'm glad that we, uh, we definitely right. touched Thank on you. it. Thank you. Thank you. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that, and especially that little tidbit there with Kobe Bryant at the end. And we will be back next week with another episode. Thanks again.